You're listening to The Sports Memory, part of the Sports Moments and Memories with Craig Olson podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe so you never miss a sports memory. Sponsored by Lake Area Docks and Lifts and Pemberton Law. This special feature podcast is being brought to you by Pemberton Law. Pemberton Law carries a legacy of trustworthy and reputable legal representation dating back to 1883. Today's special feature podcast is being brought to you by Lake Area Docks and Lifts, with five locations in Minnesota. Hi, I'm Craig Olson, and I'd like to welcome you to Sports Moments and Memories, a podcast that we'll be doing over the next several months. And this is a feature podcast, the first of a half dozen that we have planned. And it's going to focus on a very special moment in sports history in Fergus Falls, the 2000-2001 Lady Spartans National Championship basketball team. And this team... Well, they're the definition of a team, as you're going to find out as we uh, talk with all the players and coaches over uh, the next uh, hour or so. And the team was inducted into the uh, Spartan Hall of Fame back on the first Saturday in December, and every one of the team members was back here. So we were able to catch up with them and with the coaches and talk about that special season and the memories that are there for Spartan fans, for the players who made up that 25-7 and seven national championship team, and, of course, for the coaches. And we'll start with the coaches, because Ann Williams was named the National Tournament Coach of the Year that year. She is a Hall of Famer, and she was just an outstanding person while she was in Fergus Falls for over 30 years and was a coach of uh, three different sports. She also taught classes at the college well, let's hear it from Anne herself. She was a busy lady, as you will hear. I was in health, uh, Fayed. I taught softball classes, uh, volleyball classes. I taught uh, first aid and safety, uh, CPR. Uh, I taught health, community health, and uh, personal health. So that was my load, plus all the coaching. I uh, just didn't know any better, never had an assistant. I'll tell you, Pam Ashworth. Pam Ashworth was my, she helped me out because she had been at Ferguson, then she went to Brainerd, and she was, a, she's still around in the cities now, but uh, she was one of my early, because I didn't, how did I know where Thief River Falls was? <laughs> not a clue, not a clue. So she would help me out a lot. Pam was very instrumental in my first years. With that full classroom load, in addition to being a one-person coaching staff for the volleyball, basketball, and softball programs, didn't take long for Anne to realize that maybe she needed some help. And one day I said, you know, I need an assistant. I'll tell you what it was. It was when I didn't play a, put a player back in a game, which I should have, and everybody, but I didn't have an assistant. I never had an assistant. You know, whisper in your ears, Coach, do you remember her? She might score a bucket for us. You know, and, and there's a lot to think about. You know, you, 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 don't, you don't realize what all there is to think about besides subbing and fouls and points and, um, you know, timeouts. And there's a lot. And you don't have anybody to help you. And uh, 
So I said, Brenda, do you think maybe you could help me? Well, she helped in, didn't you do your I did practicum. my clergyman, yep. yep. Her practicum, and then mm -hmm. I said, why don't you just come on? And we didn't pay her anything. She, she, she worked for free for years. And then finally I said, could she get some kind of compensation? So she did, because they had assistant football, which they needed. I, right. I'm yeah. certainly not saying that that isn't true. So she kind of came on, and then she just stayed, and then Renee, we got Renee for volleyball. Well, Brenda could have been volleyball, too. She's a very good volleyball coach. So that's how it worked. Brenda Johnson played for Ann Williams when she was Brenda Berg, and she was going to be a coach. She wanted to teach and coach. So she was a natural fit for Coach Williams, and we asked Brenda to share a little bit about that experience. I always asked her questions. I was constantly saying, Coach, you know, why, oh, why is God. this? Coach, why is oh, that? Coach, you know, and I do remember when we started to go to Final Fours or when we would go to other colleges, she knew people and people knew her, and, and I, I finally said one day, I said, geez, Coach, you know everybody and all your friends are so nice. Mm -hmm. They're just great people. They're, they're career people. They're, they're just wonderful role models. And she said, Brenda, she said, you have to surround yourself with good people. And that's what I've done my whole life is I have found good people yeah. and I've surrounded myself with them. That's a key, and because there's, they're out there. Yep. There's some bad ones out there, and I, for some reason, God gave me the gift to know. Mm -hmm. yeah. I just somehow know, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, I don't know how, but God gave it to me. There's no doubt that there's great chemistry between coaches Ann Williams and Brenda Johnson, and as it turned out, it would be the chemistry that was needed for this special Spartan basketball team. Let's meet the 2000-2001 Lady Spartans, with insight from Coach Williams. Number 11, 5'5 sophomore wing from Wheaton, Amanda Rinke Gish. I start out with number 11, and that's my Amanda Rinke. And, you know, it, it hurt her more than any, anything you'll ever know not to play with this team. But uh, she made her, her presence known, and, and it was so fun to have her. We call her the pencil pusher. Number 15, 5'4 sophomore point guard from St. Cloud Cathedral, Julie Hempker Krippner. Number 15, Hemker, uh, Craig named her ice, and that was a great name for her to go to that free throw line and, and to make those free throws. She was never intimidated. She became the point guard that I'd always dreamed to have. Number 21, 5'7", sophomore wing from Holly, Kelly Martin Anderson. 21, Kelly Martin, nicknamed the glue. She certainly is our leader. She didn't ever want to make anybody mad, but if she had to, she would. And uh, she's been, she, she's the best floor game that we can possibly ask for out here. Number 23, 5'4", freshman point and wing from Bertha Hewitt, Heidi Malone. Number 23, Heidi Malone. I just remember when I recruited her, I asked her, Heidi, what's one thing that you want to do more in a game? What do you like to do the best? She said, have the ball at the end of the game so I can shoot a three. Number 25, 5'10", sophomore wing and post from Bertha Hewitt, Gina Schaefer-Williams. Number 25, Gina Schaefer. She's just so solid. She doesn't, uh, you know, if uh, something happened, she just, you look at Gina, you know, she just go right ahead and, and she always tries to do, which all of them do, but whatever you tell her to do, you know, Gina, do this, put your hand down in here, oh, she'll try it, you know, get your elbow up, get your elbow in, 
whatever, she'll always try it, and she came through. Number 31, 56 freshman point and wing from West Central Area High School, Naomi Morkey. Number 31, you know Morkey, our freshman. That's all she's ever heard all year. She said, well, she told Craig on an interview, well, at least next year I'll be the only sophomore. <laughs> she loved that up-tempo game. She loved to play defense. She loved to shoot the ball. And they love, you know, shoot it, Naomi, shoot it. You know, the clock is going three, two, and you cannot get a shot. Just throw it to Naomi. I'm just praying she's in the game. She'll shoot from everywhere. Number 35, five, six sophomore post from Morris area, Shokayo, Alberta, Jessica Draper-Hubner. A 35 Jessica Draper, if you don't have somebody in a team that is willing to get out there and bang bodies, you're not going to make it. And she was one of the reasons that, you know, that no one was afraid to bang bodies. They knew Draper would back them up if anybody came after them. <laughs> Number 41, 5'9 sophomore post from Rothsay, Elena Fallingstead-Wagner. And number 41, Elena Fallingstead. You know, if there was any, ever a hero I have, it's Elena. Because she showed the courage that uh, it didn't matter, you know, if everybody said she'd never walk again. She was going to win a national championship. Number 45, 5'11", sophomore post from Osakis, Amy Sheck Weiser. Number 45, Amy Sheck. She learned to get around in front of them and knock the ball down and go out after it. And, and I, I really respect her for being able to, you know, take her game to the next level. And uh, Amy's just been such a bright light. And there's your roster of the 2000-2001 Lady Spartan basketball team. And only nine players on that roster. How did that work out as far as practice and preparation for a busy season? Here's Amy Sheck. You know, on the way here, my daughter and I were talking, and I said, you know, some games we had seven players, and we were still able to win games with seven players because we were we played so well together, and whether we had two players on the bench or three or four we just we made it work and we we clicked we connected on and off the floor and it was it, it was just a special connection and we some of us still have it and today 24 years later which is which is so cool here's Heidi Malone there was only a few of us and um it was you know exhausting it was exhausting at times um but that's okay you got a lot of play time Here's Kelly Martin. You know, a lot of the credit goes to Coach Williams for coming up with quality practices. It's not easy with, you know, a limited roster. And she found um, practice players, you know, boys, girls, um, whoever she could get into the gym. And we would just bang it out in the gym. So a lot of credit goes to Ann for figuring that out for us. Here's Gina Schaefer. Well, there wasn't very many of us, so we just got to push through. Here's Amy Sheck. Somewhere I read there was, you know, the four men that coach hired and and we had a couple gals too that were practice players, but it was fun cuz to have extra people coming in practicing with us. It was it was a nice help for those people to be in there and just people that made it harder for us. The men obviously practicing against men was made us better, right? And and they were fun guys to have in there. Every practice was fun. Which made it, you know, when you're having fun, you, you're, it's just more fun to be there and you play better when you're having fun. That's kind of what I've always said. So, And, you know, I think it helped us with the practice teams. We had men practice teams. We were ahead of our time. And those boys would uh, box out, you know, and we knew we got to box out. And we would get in there 
you know, don't ever give up on the ball. And I think that was an attitude we took, you know, that and Elena was so good. Amy Sheck was so good. Draper cleaned them out. You know, they were on the floor before the ball, you know, got up to the hoop. And as if a nine-player roster wasn't small enough, the Spartans lost Amanda Rinky for the season in Game 4. A torn ACL, um, which was kind of the end of the season um, for me, but was still, you know, a great season. Still got to go with to all the games, all the practices, everything. Um, so, you know, ended up having surgery, I think, after like during Christmas break was when yeah. I had it fixed. But, yeah, wasn't wasn't able to to come back during that season and play. How hard was it to be in that role, to uh, not be able to be a part of the team on the court, but sure. yet you were a part of the team because you were with this team your freshman year when you came so close to going to nationals. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, it, I mean, that part was hard only because I, you wanted to play, right? I right. mean, because, you know, and there were so many games where we, had other injuries or people were falling out and we needed people you know so that part was that part was was hard but yeah I mean it's still um it was still great I mean it was everyone did such a great job of you know making me still feel like I was really part of the team you know and so that part was great I have I mean it was just such a tight-knit group of girls I said I wasn't gonna cry but I could cry at this one because she stayed with the team Rinky never gave up, you know. She, Rinky, Rinky uh, stayed. Sometimes she could hardly do it, but she did it. And one time I remember crying at Roberta. And I don't. I'm not somebody. To, as I got older, I cried a little bit. Now I don't cry so much. But she, um, she, I, I cried in front of Roberta because Roberta wasn't gonna let her go to a game. It was just, you know, she wasn't gonna play. Right. But I said she's part of the team. She's got to go. I broke down because she said she had to do the presentation. Well, she changed her mind. She went. I cried. She went. <laughs> and it wasn't only Amanda Rinky who was hurt, but the Spartans lost Elena Fallingstead early on. Now, hers was not a season-ending injury, but it did present challenges. In practice, I slipped on water, and um, my, my hip came out, and that was definitely not fun. Very painful. Um, luckily, it was a clean in and out, so they popped it back in. Um, I was on crutches for a while, so I was out for a bit. But I got back in, and it was so fun to play again. I didn't know how long I was going to be out. Um, wasn't too bad getting back in playing again, but then after that, I started having a little bit of knee trouble with it and stuff. But I was just glad I got to get back and play because I was worried I wouldn't get to. So Here's Amy Sheck. Elena slipped, got hurt. And then we were, oh no, our season's done. We're down another player, but we were able to keep going and then keep winning as January came around, February came around, Elena came back, and we held it together through all of those kind of injuries. And I just, I knew then, I'm like, we, I think we got something here. And it was just, I don't know, we had so many just kind of bad things happen that we, we kept making it through those things that nothing nothing stopped us. Here's Kelly Martin. And we kind of fell apart a little bit. Elena uh, hurt her back, and we were down to a seven-player bench. Um, and we had to come home and collectively figure out as a team, what do we want? Do we want to end here and be done? You know, we're almost all sophomores, or do we want to come together and, and uh, pull together as a team? And that's what we did. 
Here's Jessica Draper. The year started out not great with injuries and not as many girls that we expected maybe to come out. But honestly, I feel like there was really never a doubt that we wouldn't go there. As the Lady Spartans came off their Christmas break, they got a boost when Elena Fallingstead returned from her injury, and they were ready to embark on a division season that would turn out to be very special. They wound up with a 13-1 Northwest Division record, and they rode an eight-game winning streak during that stretch of games. This group of mostly sophomores had a, a clear goal in mind, and they had great confidence, and they were rapidly showing that they were a true team. We've all heard the saying, there's no I in team. Well, this uh, team may exemplify that more than any team that I've ever covered. One other thing about this team that just jumps out at me every time I think about it, you didn't have an all-division player on this team. Really? Which is... I didn't know that. Everybody in the division voted for somebody different because... They couldn't find a most valuable Spartan to go on the dual division team. So you had no all division team players. And that's the key to anybody's success. Everybody, yeah. Yeah, and you won the national title. Hello. I didn't know that. I forgot about that. Yeah, it just amazes me. Huh, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Well, but that's the key, you know. Everybody gives what they got. And then, you know, if they would have said... Did you care that you weren't the MVP? Every one of them, every single one of them. No. Well, Draper would have said, well, I earned it, but, <laughs> but they wouldn't have cared yeah. just to win the title. And that was the, well, you, everybody knows that's the attitude you got to have. But you can't always instill that. It has to come from them. I didn't, I, I mean, I just wanted to win, and I, I didn't know how else to win, but with the people that would be willing to play and sacrifice, and they did. One of the people who had maybe the best seat in the house for this whole season was the team mascot, Emily Johnson. Let's get Emily's perspective on what she saw from this special team. It was a smaller team, a pretty close group of girls, because I think all of them, except for Naomi, was in their second year, so it was a tight group of girls. I remember they all, well, not all of them, but I remember they lived in a house a lot of them together, and maybe one or two times after a Friday practice, I got to stay overnight with them, and then we had the game on Saturday. Um, I So I just remember them always making me feel like I was part of the team in some way. Um, they taught me a lot about just being resilient and um, not being afraid. They were a small team whether it was like stature, but numbers, but they, you would have never thought they were ever going to lose. They never talked about being intimidated by any teams that we played. Um, I, I told Jason in my little write-up, I said, I think I got off the bus or showed up here every Saturday, whatever day it was, and I thought, oh, we'll win. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll win. They'll, they'll find a way to win. And I think that that's like what that whole season was, is like they always found they always found a way to win, and it was it's always fun when you're winning. With this team, there's no way we could depend on one person. We needed everybody all the time, you know, ready to go and no attitude, and we kind of got a tood maybe, and, uh, and it's easy to do. You know, I could get them myself, and so we just straightened out, and then that state tournament, made us say, you know, wait a minute, you know, we need to shape up here and depend on each other, and from then on we did.
Here's Kelly Martin. It was an unselfish team that we did what we needed to do to advance. Um, it didn't matter who scored the basket, who made the pass, who got their rebound. It was just, let's get the person who's, who's capable or on fire the best shot. And that's from the beginning of the season to the end. There was never, ever unselfish play. Really little locker room drama, none of that stuff. I mean, it was pretty in- enjoyable the entire season. Here's Amanda Rinke. I mean, they were just always super, you know, encouraging and just, I mean, it very much felt like, you know, a family. Um, I mean, I just, those are, that's always my memories of, you know, it didn't feel like, oh, just this team. I, I played for everyone. It just, and maybe that's because it was such a small team. We were just so, it was such a tight-knit, um, tight-knit group that, yeah, it just, it, it seemed like people didn't even really need to talk about things. They just knew, right? I mean, they just kind of knew, like, oh, this is, this is my role, or I need to, to step in and do this. Here's Elena Fallingstead. Living with a bunch of my teammates definitely stand out because, you know, whether we were at practice together or we were at home together, it was like we were always talking about the games and all the memories we had there. Um, bus rides, hotels. It was like we were just a big family. I mean, we were together all the time. We always had fun on the courts. Um, I just remember, like, we always encouraged each other. It didn't matter, like, oh, it didn't matter who was having a good game or who wasn't. I mean, we just were such a good team and a family together. Um, It just, we had fun no matter what we were doing on and off the court. Here's Naomi Morkey. We all kind of just knew what we needed to do per night and did that. If somebody was struggling, somebody else picked up where they were struggling. So it was really kind of, that's the funny thing about that team was we just kind of just all picked up where somebody else maybe wasn't that day. It was just bizarre. It just happened. Here's Julie Hempker. This group of girls, no one was the star, so to speak. I mean, we all gelled really well together, played well together, and just how we hung out when we were there. I mean, no one was off by themselves. We all, the hotel, we all hung out together. Here's Gina Schaefer. We all connected I even heard somebody say that we looked like we were playing together for years, you know, so I would say right away (laughs) for sure. And this team really seemed like a team. I mean, if if you Mm -hmm. look up the definition team, we could put the picture of this team in there and that would be enough because everybody contributed. Yeah, I'd say everybody, yeah. You had, I remember a game, I don't remember which game it was at Nationals though, where I think Heidi got in foul trouble and you got more minutes than normal maybe and and went out and just were on fire and mm-hmm. scored double digits and that was just something that was ingrained in you guys I think if yeah. some you need to pick each other up we pick hear up. that in sports yeah pick them up I'm right Rinky got hurt got the ACL and she was out so then we all had to step up what we're celebrating this weekend here is uh, one of the great sports stories in Spartan history and yeah that if there is a true team out yeah. there this is it yeah well, sure. remember Craig we talked about this on the phone today that you said this would be a team that they could probably make a movie about right and my question to Craig was Who's who would play? play coach yes <laughs> so so my question to you coach is who would you want to play you in the yes. movie of the Spartan National Championship Mary Travis <laughs> She's my Mary. favorite singer. Your favorite singer? Win. Oh. Mary Travers. Oh, just Travers. as a person. Oh, oh from. Uh, Let's see, maybe. What's uh, the name of their group? She has that long blonde hair. Yeah, was she in a group like the? Peter Paul and Mary. Yeah, Peter Paul and Mary. Yeah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> 
So this team that was made for the movies fought through the playoffs and made it to the NJCAA Division Three National Tournament. So Anne and Brenda and their girls and a busload of fans headed to New York for that Division Three National Tournament, not knowing what to expect and yet having some high expectations. We were wide-eyed and we were like, oh my gosh. You know, right away, and I just thought, holy cow, how are we going to hold them down? I remember walking on the court and seeing the other team and thinking, oh my goodness, these girls were huge. And I didn't know how in the world we were going to beat them. You saw them in warm-ups. I mean, they were they were giant. Um, had a lot of swag with them. And we knew we were in it from the beginning. It's going to be a battle the entire game. These Minnesota girls were now in New York, ready to compete for the national championship on the biggest stage of their basketball careers. How would it unfold? What would their experiences be? Would they meet with success? A lot of questions. All they knew is they were going to go and try their hardest and do what they love to do, and that was play ball as a team, and a very good team. To find out how it all turned out in that 2000-2001 season, you can view part two of our podcast as we continue to focus on the Lady Spartans National Championship basketball team on sports moments and memories. You've been listening to the Sports Memory with Craig Olson. Tune in next week for part two. Sponsored by Lake Area Docks and Lifts and Pemberton Law. Produced by Sunroom Lab. Music by Blue Red Roses.